So please ask yourself, what would I do if I weren't afraid? And then go do it. Cheryl Sandberg. Hey guys, what's up? And welcome back to another Coffee Talk podcast episode. Today, I wanted to talk about fear. Most specifically, what would we do if we weren't so afraid? I wanted to talk about this because if there's anything that I've learned this year, it's that I can talk a big game, but I'm actually low-key scared of like a lot of things. (laughs) Not like the crippling fear that keeps me from waking up and living my life and enjoying like the finer moments, enjoying the things that I just love, but the fear that keeps me on a loop of sometimes playing things a little safe, you know, like doing what is expected and just kind of following the day to day without really stepping outside of my norm and staying, I guess, within my comfort zone. It's become a running theme for me, at least over the last little bit, to never really overestimate what I'm capable of or what my life could be like. Maybe not all the time, but definitely more so on a regular basis. And I take what I believe to know to be true about myself and about the world and about the possibilities that I feel limited to and the things that I've kind of written off. And then from there, I make a decision. And then when I find the outcome being exactly what I predicted, I find that sometimes I'm a little disappointed or I'm unable to describe it or place it. But at the same time, I feel like deep down, I've always kind of known whenever I feel that way, that it's usually stemming from something that is a direct reflection of something I'm afraid of. And every time I'm staring down the face of my fears, I either want to run in the opposite direction or just completely cower and hide and sit exactly where I am without making any moves forward. Kind of like fight or flight in a lot of ways. Now, I feel like I'm speaking super generically. I want to make it like a disclaimer, I guess, that I'm not always this way. I just think that this is a relatable thing that we all kind of experience, that There's certain areas in our life, maybe not all areas, but certain ones or certain times in our life, not all times, but certain times where it just becomes super easy to play it safe. It becomes super easy not to face our fears head on and to kind of maybe ignore them and like stuff them in the back closet, stay going on in our comfort zones and make surface level changes. Like we might try and be more positive or eat a little healthier, but we don't make lasting rooted changes. We don't actually face down our fears. We just kind of push them off to the side and keep going about our day-to-day living. And then when things aren't how we want them to be or aren't like, I guess as shiny as we know they could be, we feel disappointed. But then we can't say that we feel disappointed because we also know that the disappointment is coming from allowing our fears to control our lives. Lately, I've been a little fed up, I guess you might say, with just doing what I feel is so expected. And not in the way of like, obviously you're when you wake up every day, you're expected to do the things you need to do, like your job or to be there for the people that need you or to just even like, you know, get up and shower and feed yourself and drink some coffee. Like that is expected. Those are not the expectations I'm talking about. I'm talking about doing what's expected in the sense of like doing what I've already done or repeating the same habits over and over again. I recently heard a quote that you don't actually learn something unless you do something with what you've learned, aka once you've learned something, it's only actually a lesson learned if you put it to use. So a lot of the things that I think we struggle with and a lot of the things that I think we avoid and maybe procrastinate dealing with, they aren't problems because 
of a lack of knowledge. I think we all know the things we need to be working on. I think we all know what our fears are. We all know the things that are holding us back in one way or another. It's just a matter of actually putting that knowledge to use. And so that's been like an overall theme lately. I feel like this whole month of September, I've, I've kind of like declared it for myself. And if you guys want to steal it, go for it. But we should just, can we all just maybe declare September like a self-love September? I know that sounds really corny, but I feel like it's also very needed. And part of the self-love September for me anyways, is definitely not just like self-love in the sense of comfort. I want to self-love in the sense of pushing myself to be the best possible person person that I can be while also accepting any kind of setbacks along the way. As long as I'm going for it, as long as I'm pushing myself outside of my comfort zone, even if it doesn't end up the way that I expect it to or the way that I'm hoping it will, I'm still going to be okay with it because either way, the whole self-love thing isn't about I guess, just sitting where I'm at and loving myself. It's about pushing myself out there. And even if it doesn't go the way I want it to, still loving myself. At least that's kind of like the theme going on in my life right now. And so going against what is kind of expected or what I've just been doing, like, and expecting to reap different results, I guess in a lot of ways, I'm sowing new seeds, if you will. Here's the thing. I'm kind of at a point in my life where I feel like I'm done or I just no longer can blame the world or anyone else because there's just no one doing anything to harm me. Like anytime that I find myself upset or feeling a little bit more dull in my life, I've noticed that there's times where I'll blame even like my habits. I'll be like, oh, it's because I haven't been getting enough sleep or oh, it's because I didn't drink enough water today, I'm cranky. Like these are really simple explanations, but they can get more and more grand. A lot of the times, even just when I think about times in my life where I feel a little less motivated, or I know that like there's times where I might notice that I I fall into some like bad habits, like just having a pessimistic attitude about something or having little patience in a situation where I know that if I were to just take a couple deep breaths, the situation wouldn't be so bad. But then it's just a lot easier sometimes to kind of act out, to react rather than respond and to just like be the most. And then when we get upset and when that happens, it's super easy to want to look outside of ourselves for blame because we don't want to take on the responsibility of having to actually make a change in what's going on around us. Again, I feel like I'm speaking very generically. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that would really put this, like hit this whole point home. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that I'm just at a point in my life where at least this month, I'm no longer blaming anything, including myself even, for where I'm at. I'm just taking responsibility. There is no blame that needs to be painted or put. It's nobody's fault that certain fears have been holding me back. And it's also not my fault that fears have been holding me back. Okay, well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Now I'm just speaking off the cuff. But I guess what I'm getting at is that It's not about the blame. It's about the responsibility. It's not about why you are where you are. It's about what you're going to do about it or how you're going to actually make a change. And that's been the theme for September. If you guys have related to anything I've said up to this point, then you might also relate to this. I've definitely gone through phases where I've even tried to find ways to blame myself. But at the end of the day, I I think we all only do what we do because it's what we think is going to be best in that moment. So blame, whether you're blaming other people or blaming yourself for feeling scared, for having certain fears in your life that are holding you back, for not actually getting up and going for it and living out your best life and being yourself. 
I think that blame only really then turns into insecurity and an inability to fully trust ourselves or to fully trust our lives if we're blaming other people. No matter what, blame is just, I really want to put a, a rhyme in right now with the word game, but I won't. But blame Okay, I'm sorry. Blame is not a fun game. Blame will not get us where we need to be. Blame will not conquer our fears. Blame will only make them stick around longer. And in the long run, I think it'll only kind of like make those fears multiply because the more we blame, the more insecure we feel, the more we don't trust. And so the more we are susceptible and vulnerable to more fears trickling in in our brain or our mental health not being healthy enough to say like, this fear is irrational or this fear is just an illusion that's holding me back. Listen, I know that I'm getting a little deep here, but I also know that I can't be the only person on the planet that has felt this way. There are these little ideas, these little clouds that swarm around my mind at night or in the in-between hours of the day. And they leave me in this like daydreamy mood where they paint my days golden and they make me wanna reach for more. But the next step is to actually take a chance and make a move towards that dream or towards that idea to step around my fear or even through my fear, if you will, and actually going for it. And then I often find myself freezing up a little bit. Again, this might sound familiar to you. And if you've been there before where you just, you have this like amazing feeling or this amazing idea, or you just know, it's like an intuitive feeling. It's, it's just, we all have so much potential and the people that know our potential the most are usually ourselves, or at least I think our subconscious, like our, our intuition. We know what we're capable of. We know what we're capable of feeling. We know the level of happiness that we're able to achieve. And maybe we shouldn't be trying to aim for happiness. I might work on that a little bit or reword that one a little bit. But I guess what I'm getting at is that we all know the capacity at which we can live our lives. We all know the capacity at which We're able to feel joy. We're able to feel peace. We're able to feel bliss. But we also know that it's super easy to freeze up in the face of our fears. And a lot of the times, our fears are what are standing in between us and us being our best selves. So let me know if this sounds familiar. What if I'm in over my head? What if I'm being ridiculous? What if I'm wrong? What if I fail? What if things aren't as they seem or... I'm looking at this dream with rose-colored glasses because that's one I hear a lot. What if I start and then I lose my motivation? What if it works and then what will I do? What responsibilities will suddenly be on my plate? Am I really the kind of person that I picture in my mind? Why am I cross-examining myself? What do I want to eat for lunch? (laughs) It's kind of wild, like the loopholes that we can fall down. Taking a chance and going for something we want isn't always this hard, but sometimes it is. And sometimes you might find yourself literally cross-examining yourself and asking yourself a million questions that once took a great golden idea and has painted it just heavy and hard. And suddenly you just don't feel like doing it anymore. And staying in your comfort zone seems a lot more safe. Lately, I've been kind of asking myself anytime I find any sort of resistance in my life, any kind of fear holding me back a little bit, anytime I'm like hesitating to do something or say something or whatever, anytime I've basically not wanted to follow my intuition or not wanted to follow my plan, I've asked myself, am I making this harder than it really needs to be? And a lot of the times my initial answer is yes. I think it's not by blame or by choice, but I think that we make things a little harder because we're afraid of what's going to happen if we actually go for it. 
all of these fears of, okay, so if I really go for it, what if I'm in over my head? What if it's way more than I actually can handle? Or what if I look ridiculous? What will other people think of me? What if I'm wrong? What if I fail? Like failure is a completely rational fear. That is a fear that we all have. We're all afraid of not being able to handle what's in front of us or not being able to actually succeed at what's in front of us. Those are two common fears that basically all other fears stem from. You can trace almost every single fear back to not being able to handle it or the fear of failure. So you're not crazy for thinking this way. And if anything, you're not a bad person for letting those fears stop you because You're doing it to protect yourself in a lot of ways, even if it ends up resulting in feeling kind of crappier or feeling a little sluggish about not going for it or feeling a little fearful and scared in a lot of ways. I'm here to tell you that anything that you're thinking about right now that is basically being held back by your fear is not you looking at your life through rose-colored glasses. I think that lowering our expectations is the wrong move when it comes to trying to live a life that we love. Don't lower your expectations of yourself. Don't lower your expectations of what you're capable of. I think instead what we need to do is to lower our fears, to lower our ability, or at least our fears' abilities to control us and to hold us back. And I'm saying that like it's an easy thing to do. I know it isn't, but I think we all have it in us and we're all capable of doing it. So I want you, right before we dip into this little mid-roll break, to ask yourself, How much harder are you making things on yourself right in this moment? All of these questions that we've just been asking, the whole am I in over my head? What if I fail? Am I really that kind of person? What if it works? What then? All of this questioning, does it really help us get any closer to what we want? Or is it the safe way to stay in our comfort zones where there's warm blankets and pillowy assurance? All of the best ideas I've ever had. I'm talking like the best of the best. All of the most amazing experiences that I've ever been able to experience. They all came from me having to step outside of my comfort zone. And they all ended up changing me for the better in one way or another. Even the ones that ended up being that I stepped outside of my comfort zone and failed. Those failures, I failed failed almost more gracefully than I did when I was hesitating or when I was holding back. Another thing that all of these life experiences have in common, they were all when I acted the most fearlessly. Some, I really did just ignore my fears. I really just like put it off to the side, put on my blinders and just kind of pretended my fears didn't exist. Other times I felt my fear and tried to push through it anyways, no matter how long it took me. So let me re-ask the quote again. What would you do if you weren't afraid of failing? What would you do if you just weren't afraid at all? When was the last time that you had a gut feeling? If it's been a while or you're wanting a little bit more clarity on where your gut is actually leading you, then take a little bit of extra time to yourself this week. Make that like a thing to do on your to-do list and do something you love, something that takes your mind off of things. Maybe have a hot bath tonight and a glass of wine or go for a nice long walk with some headphones or maybe no headphones and just listen to nature. Go to a yoga class, meditate in nature, be around your family, take a long drive. You could paint, sketch, play music, basically anything that makes you feel the most in tune with yourself, like do a lot of that this week. And once you do, in the middle of it, like in the eye of the storm, if you will, try and remember to take a couple deep breaths and then ask yourself, 
how you feel, and what do you notice. Take a look at some of the points of resistance in your life from this space. While you're taking that moment to yourself, while you're taking that bath, while you're taking that walk, while you're spending time with family, whether it's watching a movie or anything, just from that happy place, look at your problems, look at your fears, look at them all from that standpoint. Because looking at your life, a lot of the times we think that what we see is real, but we forget to look at the lens at which we're actually looking through. And so if you're looking at your fears from a place of fear, Of course, they're going to look scary as hell. But if you're looking at your fears from a place of happiness and from a place of safety or competence or self-love, then I think that our fears kind of stand a little smaller. What does this clear-minded version of you think about the life that you're living, the way that you've been feeling, the reactions or the responses that you've been practicing in your life? It's almost like you're standing on the peak of who you are, taking time to be with yourself, with your breath, just doing something you love. These are my favorite moments to meditate. And I mean, probably everybody's favorite moments to meditate. You don't have to go off and sit quietly in your room. You just have to find the center in the middle of your favorite moments and you'll be able to burn through to your inner guide in a sacred meeting place. It sounds really, really weird, but you've probably already done it before. Like if I I feel like for me, the moments that stand the most clear are when I'm at concerts. For some reason, when I'm listening to like live music in a crowd of people, I have like these lasting epiphanies about things that I've been struggling with or dealing with or maybe fears that have been holding me back. And there's other times too, like when I'm walking Bentley, when I'm spending time with people that I love, like my friends and my family, or like like I was on the East Coast this summer, I went to Prince Edward Island and hung out with my family there and I took some downtime. And I was literally being hit like day after day with just like these epiphanies of things that I felt like were kind of dragging me down most of the summer back at home. And so when I did come back home, I felt like I had this whole new perspective and I felt like I was really looking at my life through a different lens and my fears seemed so let, like just so much less fearful. At the end of the day, I really do believe that all the answers that we're always looking for in our daily lives, maybe from our parents or, you know, when you go on like Pinterest and you're just like trying to find that perfect piece of inspiration that's going to make you feel better. Or when you look towards your heroes or the ones that came before us, or if you're a faithful person, maybe you look towards God or you look towards Jesus or you look towards the Buddha, you name it, anything you want, any of you listening, no matter who you look to for answers. I think that any time that you've been given any good advice or had a moment of clarity and realization, it isn't necessarily because you were presented with wisdom from an outside source. That said, you definitely were. You were definitely presented wisdom from an outside source, but it's also because it came from somewhere inside of you already. By that, I mean your subconscious needs to agree with the information being presented to you for you to accept it. It doesn't mean that that was your information already. I just think that we are all so much more intuitively wise than we give ourselves credit for, all of us. And when someone else kind of brings new information to us, when you are on Pinterest and you see something that just completely inspires the living crap out of you to get up and clean your bedroom, or you talk to someone that you really feel inspired by and they just open up a new light in you, or you look towards your heroes who are doing something that you just wish you would do and then suddenly you feel the inspiration to just go for it. It wasn't because they gave you something or anything outside came to you that you didn't already have. 
It's because it reflected something you already had. It's because it's telling you something you already know deep down inside of you. You just needed someone to shine the light on it. The point is that somewhere inside of you, you already know the answers to all of your life's questions or the dreams that you already know are yours or the things in your life or your life that you're capable of living, the changes that you're able to make and the fears that you're able to conquer. It's only when fear becomes our gatekeeper to our dreams that we start to let our insecurities become our truths. So again, before we dip out for another quick mid-roll break, I wanna ask you, what would you do if you weren't afraid? So I'm gonna take a wild guess that all of you guys listening probably already know the kind of things that you wanna be doing. You know the ways that you want to be spending your time, you know the things that you want to see happen for yourself or at least for the people around you and that you love or just in general, you know, you know. Like when you really think about it, if I were to ask you to put down some things on a dream board right now, tell me you would not be able to print off just like 10 photos that would just visualize or represent just exactly what you want to go for if fear was never a problem. You know the values and the attributes of the version of you that is in full bloom or is coming into full bloom. You don't need direction, you just need permission. And the permission is easy, but getting it is hard. And that is always such a mind trick for me. I feel like it's not necessarily that getting or giving ourselves permission is a difficult thing by any means. It's definitely easy to give yourself permission, but to actually give it to yourself is a hard process. It's hard because it feels like you're literally stepping off the peak of that mountain, right where you were in that safe place. Like if you back to what we were saying earlier, to take some special time for yourself and to just really like contemplate and just be in that happy place around other people you love. Or if you're taking a bathtub with a glass of wine, or if you are meditating in nature, it's like in those moments of bliss, you're standing at the peak of your life. You're so happy. You're feeling so safe and so fulfilled It's like literally jumping off that peak and trusting that when your feet touch the ground, it's gonna be better than what you were just at. It's hard because it doesn't just require us to have faith in ourselves, but it also takes a gamble on timing and opportunity to open up and let us in. It's hard because on top of all of that, we're also battling with the side of ourselves that is just trying to keep us safe. It's a lot of the times I think we we think it's like our dark side, you know, we think it's like, our like little evil bad habits and our mean little voice inside of our heads that says like, you're not going to be able to do this or this is not going to go well or anything like that. That's just basically screaming our fears back at us. That little voice is just trying to keep us safe. But here's the thing, living a life of your dreams, it's literally 10% dreaming 90% living. The difference between living a life that you enjoy and a life that makes you want to dance your freaking pants off is that 90% effort you now need to invest in the 10% of you that has a hunch about something. You have to trust in your ability to dodge unhealthy distractions, to pick yourself up when you're feeling knocked down, to cheer yourself on when it seems to drag on, to believe in your vision when you start to lose sight of it and to absorb every single moment from the hardest ones to the ones that are full of bliss. Take a second now and just think of it. What would your life look like without the presence of fear? Who would you be? What would you be doing? Who would you be hanging out with? Who would you be spending your time with? Where would you be? Would you be living where you are? Would you be living somewhere else? Would you be going back to school to really go for that career that you want more than anything? 
Would you be, I don't know, investing in like a bike, if you will, because you just know that you want to be the type of person that bikes, for God's sakes. What would your life look like without the presence of fear? Just imagine it for a second. I'm not saying it has to be your reality or that you have to jump to it, but just picture it. Just picture it. What colors do you see? What feelings are you feeling? What sounds are you hearing? What faces are you seeing? If you can actually make that feeling happen inside of yourselves by just just visualizing it, like it doesn't need to be a reality, it just needs to be just that, a dream. Without the fear blocking the gateway, just picture the dream. Because if you can picture the dream, this is what's kind of wild about being a human. If you can picture it, and you can picture it enough that you actually start to feel it, like feel it in your bones, feel the feelings that you would feel if fear weren't around. That's a lot of feels, but you know what I'm saying? Picture that dream, picture that version of yourself and ask or just contemplate what does it feel like to have that life? What does it feel like to be that best, most bloomed version of you? And then this is going to be the biggest trick out of all of it. Once you have that feeling, be grateful for it. Like instantly, right away, just thank the like world, the universe, or yourself, whatever you believe in for that life, for that version of you, for that feeling. Because what you've basically just done is tricked your brain into thinking that that feeling is real. And in a lot of ways it is real because who's to say it isn't? Even though the actual physical entity of that feeling might not be real, the feeling itself is. And you just made it real by visualizing it and you just anchored it to yourself by being grateful for it. So you've basically just aligned yourself to make that more of a thing, to make it more into fruition. You've also just minimized your fears a little bit more because it basically tells your fears, hey, I don't need you to gatekeep this dream for me because it turns out that dream already happened. I can feel it in my body. I can feel it in my bones and I'm already grateful for it. So I don't need you to guard it anymore. Be grateful for what already is and be grateful for what you know can be and then wake up and start making even just the tiniest of steps towards that dream. It isn't about snapping your fingers and having everything you want overnight, although it would be nice. It's crazy because in a lot of ways, I think if that actually was like a true actual thing, like think about it, if we could just actually snap our fingers and have everything we want, how long do you think it would be or last before you wanted more? I know that everything I've ever, ever, ever wanted and then was given, that feeling, it fades and that's normal. That's human. That's actually just the way that we're designed, we're designed to continuously grow. And that's a good thing. But that also means that it's more, I'm sorry, this is super corny, but about the journey, I guess, than the destination. So as weird as it sounds, it's good that it doesn't take overnight to get everything we want. It's good that it takes the tiniest of moves and that sometimes we take two steps forward and maybe one step back and that fears come in and out of our lives and we constantly have to basically take up arms and fight our fears down because I think each time we do, we grow as individuals and we grow as humans and each time we fight down those fears, we get a little bit better. We get a little bit stronger and that's that feeling, that that feeling of competence, that feeling of like, I just did that. That is the feeling of bliss that we need. All the outside circumstances, all the things that you're dreaming of, all the things that you want, material or not, those are great too. Don't get me wrong, but they're fleeting. Those moments of growth though aren't fleeting. Those are your life. That is who you are. That is like literally your journey on this planet. I'm sorry, I'm getting real deep. So let's wind it back out. (laughs) Basically, it's a lifelong journey of taking chances, making power moves and learning major life lessons. That, to me at least, is kind of what I've concluded life to be about. 
It's a game of blooming and trusting and having faith and believing in magic. That's kind of like what I've turned it into. But for all of us, it might be a little bit different of a formula. And hey, that's that's also really cool and also a coffee talk for another time. But basically what I'm getting at is that it's only ever worth the odds if you actually show up for yourself to play. And you can't show up to play if you're letting your fears stand in the way. I'm sorry, I had to. I was going to say block you from them, but the rhyme just sounded so, so much better. So I'm going to ask you guys cringily one last time. What would you do if you weren't afraid? Because it's just not a thing being not afraid. It's not a possibility. I mean, maybe it is, but I guess what I'm saying is that we are going to feel afraid either way. And you can basically put on your blinders and block out the fear, or you could feel the fear and push through it anyway. But just make sure that out of all the options, you choose one of those two, that you stand up to your fear and that you really do ask yourself and visualize it and allow yourself to feel what your life would be like if fear didn't stand in the way. Because if you do, I'm going to take a wild guess at everything you want. It can be yours. I would even go as far as maybe even promising that a lot of the things that you want is already yours. It's just waiting for you to show up. And the only thing that's stopping you from getting there is literally your fear. And what is your fear at the end of the day? It's just fearing that you might fail or fearing that you won't be able to handle it. And I'm here to tell you that you will handle it and you're not gonna fail as long as you just keep getting back up and keep trying. So there you guys have it. That is today's Coffee Talk podcast episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Let me know what you guys thought about it in the comments or on Instagram or Twitter. I'm always curious to know what you guys think about the Coffee Talk podcasts. I'm debating bringing some more guests back onto the show too. So let me know what you think of that or if there's anyone you can think of you'd love to hear me interview. And aside from that, I'll talk to all of you guys next week. Bye guys.